When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 66 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on my porch is Chuck. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, man? <laughs> Nothing. We just had a, a phenomenal episode. Doug is a killer. I said his name because, you know what, they read it in the title. Yeah. Yeah, Horny Buck Seed. I know we've been talking about we have never done a seed episode, a food plot episode, because really, I mean, I can't relate. I've never done it. I've done throw and grow. Never really did great with it or anything like that. Never really was able to hunt off of it or anything, but I'm interested in the subject. Yeah. There's a couple places I could do one if I had the time. Right. What's awesome is we really dove deep on this topic with Doug. We did. And we got a ton of good information out there. Uh, It's more, I mean, it was good conversation. It was a lot of back and forth. Doug is, is phenomenal on podcasts because he just keeps going and I love that. But we we kind of made it more of like a, a scenario and a question podcast. Absolutely. So it was like, give them a scenario that's relevant to Pennsylvania, to our bread and butter listeners, to our guys, and let them run with it. Yeah. And it was funny because we we have a lot of similarities between <laughs> Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Yeah. And even between, you know, Doug and us, like, that, that guy is just hilarious. I'd love to just grab a beer, give him... Well, not a beer because he doesn't drink beer, but give him a good soda, grab a good soda with the guy, sit down on his farm and just shoot the shit. Pick his brain all day. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a really good guy. Good old school guy, too. Yeah. He's a good all-American guy. Yeah. He really reminded me of my dad, even in a way, like just sitting down and and listening to his stories about back in the day. And and it was fun, man. I had a lot of fun on this episode. It's It's... A really good episode. He's a good dude. And you know what? If you if you like listening to this episode, search for him. He does podcasts everywhere. Yep. This guy is a wealth of knowledge. And if I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you search for him, you listen to our podcast and you listen to other podcasts, you're going to need a pen and paper. Yeah. And not only that, but reach out to uh, reach out to Austin as well, because Austin has used his stuff. He goes over that in the episode and he is a testimonial to it. So... I mean, I know you, buddy. We've seen it. We've seen it in action. And <laughs> that I, shit worked great, man. I can't it argue did. the results. It did. But, but if you're thinking about it and you're like on the fence, because this product's tough. I mean, really, to try to sell a, a seed or a mineral online where it's so much of like a... It's a flooded market. It is a flooded market. Yeah. And it's something that I want to see at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because his prices are higher. But that's because he is top quality. He's using primo seed. Man. Yeah, he's it's got fresh. It's not been sitting in a warehouse for three years, four yeah. years. 
You he's know? got the good stuff, he and good he is—he's worth every penny Absolutely. in my mind. Absolutely, but let's hit—let's let him get into it. Yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> All right, guys, on the phone with us today we have Doug Castrava from Horny Buckseed. Doug, how are you feeling up there in Wisconsin? Oh, it is just living the dream. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we actually brought lining kugels here with us to Austin's to drink tonight <laughs> in your honor. <laughs> but you know they what? I, I, I'm laughing because, uh, you know, everybody thinks since I'm in Wisconsin that I'm a beer drinker and I don't drink. I, uh, I so knew that. <laughs> it's, kind of a, it's kind of a funny thing, but little trivia. I uh, I was told, you know, people start laughing. Um, they, there's more bars in the state of Wisconsin than 27 states combined. Oh, man. So, wow. You know, so... Um, after after this COVID thing, I'm sure a lot of them are going to be not opened up again. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it'll work out pretty good, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know what just blew up in our neighborhood here, but something just blew up. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that, Doug? I, I, thought, I thought that was on my end, but I, I don't like, I'm, I'm just sitting still, so I don't think it's me. <laughs> no, that was someone still playing with fireworks or something from the 4th of July <laughs> left over. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually in the firework capital of the United States in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. A little fun fact. Oh, yeah, okay. we we have uh, two of the major distributors of all fireworks across the entire United States right here in our little town. So a little fun fact of our area. So we get blasted when it comes 4th of July. And it's like it goes from three weeks before to three weeks after. It's insane. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, but anyways, so we brought the bush light to keep the lining kugels cold. Um, <laughs> but yes, I was I was listening to a couple of your older podcasts today, and I I did uh, pick up on the fact that you were not a drinker. Um, which you know what, you are a farmer, so that's kind of a weird thing because I've what I've heard is most farmers are drinkers. So you kind of play against the curve a little bit, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, I never, well, you know, maybe I'm pretty ignorant because I never knew that. Um, but then again, I don't know when a farmer would have time to drink. Uh, <laughs> I guess in the tractor, you know, right? <laughs> uh, you, know, I, you know, I don't get it, but, you know, if that if that's what works out for some people, that's what works out for some people. Um, uh, you know, it, it kind of, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Uh, I could have totally yeah, made so, that up too. I, I really yeah. don't know. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Cause I'm like, man, a living. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, you know, maybe if a guy was retired and was bored, I guess maybe, yeah. you know, I don't know, but that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> but, uh, mo most farmers, you know, you know, it's a whole different world than when I was growing up, you know, it's. Everything is all automated and, and pretty good size, you know. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much industrial farms now. It ain't, there's, you know, the mom and pops are, you know, they're, they're just gone the way to dodo. I think, uh, last year it was in the state of Wisconsin, there was over 400 farms that quit last year. Wow. Um, oh, man. So, um, that's, you know, that's over one a day. Um, so it, it's just been kind of a, I feel bad, you know, but I mean, hey, you know, things change, you know, times change, things change, you know, it, it is what it is, right? You know, and it's uh, no different than the hunting industry. It's a lot different than what it was when we first started out. And, um, you know, um, I, I just learned that, you know, you're just better off to just stick to what works. And, uh, you know, I'm into more into growing deer and helping people grow deer. And um, and it seems to be working, uh, honestly, very well. And it's right now it's planting season. So um, we've been busy doing that and uh, helping customers get their stuff in the ground. So it's been working out really well. That's good to hear, man. That's really good to hear. And um, if anyone was listening to that introduction earlier, yes, I did say Horny Buckseed. That is the name of your company. So why don't you get into a little bit about yourself and the company and how maybe you came up with the, the funny story on that name? Well, yeah, it's kind of a train wreck kind of a story, but it's actually <laughs> hilarious. Um, been putting in food plots for many years. This is, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't say, you know, probably, you know, 20 years ago already, uh, even more for that, but, um, there's something wrong with you there. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause man, I get a lot of background. Noise. Anyways, um, all of a sudden, you know, we, we, you know, we started, you know, my wife and I, we decided, you know, I said I was going to take it to the next level and, 
we, I had a pretty good job at the time and so did she and she actually worked for me and we both lost our jobs, you know, at that time. Um, it was, it was, uh, just a restructuring and, um, it worked out pretty good, um, because we decided we, we didn't want to sell the farm. We wanted to stay on the farm. So we started up the seed company and, um, you know, we didn't know what to name it. Um, and my wife ended up naming the company because every time we went hunting or she seen a deer with antlers, it was like, oh my goodness, look at that horny buck, you know? Um, so <laughs> instead of antlers, you know, and then again, you know, how many guys, you know, that you say, look at the rack on that or man, it's, them horns look nice or, you know, whatever. So, you know, it's kind of a play on words. So horny the buck and I grew up during, you know, watching, you know, Warner Brothers. So, um, you know, Wiley, Coyote and Bugs Bunny, whatever. Well, then. Here comes, you know, my brother drew up a character and it was called uh, Horny the Buck. And that's what we named him. And, you know, Horny Buck Seed is the name of our company. So it has nothing to do with a sexually active deer. Um, <laughs> it is everything to do with basically just a caricature. That's kind of our mascot. And Horny the Buck is our mascot. And we didn't know where it was going to go. I know a lot of people thought, oh, you know, you're going to think you're a sexual pervert. And I'm born again <laughs> So that really wasn't the case at all, and I never even thought of it that way. But if you think of it that way, that's on you, not on me. Uh, everything <laughs> is always a play on words, you know. Um, but, you know, we started out kind of small, and I guess we're, as a company, we're a lot different than a lot of other companies. It, we, as a whole, do not, I do not want to, I want to be different. And the only reason I say that is we are all about quality. Um, and it's a little bit, it's a harder, it's a harder road to go down because of price margins. Um, because I buy, you know, quality fresh seed and many of these companies don't and that's on them. Um, and they can say they do, but they know inside they don't because of the prices and things. And, you know, we run into this all the time with a lot of our customers, they're, biggest complaint if there is a complaint is it comes in too thick and <laughs> good I don't, have. yeah and i just said you know <laughs> every seed will germinate so do not overseed it do not overseed it well you know they were used to planting you know you know brand name competitors and yeah, you know yeah. their germination rate is not that good so guess what they gotta plant it you know they gotta do it a lot a lot lot thicker right right and um I just didn't want, I don't believe in that. I just don't. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been a struggle at times. And, you know, one thing, too, that's very unique is I'm big into customer service. So um, I also help people teach people how to how to basically plant their plots or how I do it. And, you know, I just tell people, I'm not sitting there telling you I'm doing it, you know, the 100% the right way. I'm doing it the way that works for me. And this is how I do it. And I teach them shortcuts, teach them how to cheat different things to, to, and you can still be very successful. Um, some people overthink it. Some people underthink it. It depends on the individual. Everybody's different, you know? So it's been working out very, very well. It really, really has. Awesome. No, that sounds awesome, man. So one of my first kind of questions getting into it, you said you've been doing a little bit of planting lately or a lot of planting lately. Are we too far into the season to plant food plots right now, or are we just right? Uh, we're, well, okay. Uh, I'm going to go back down to explain to people what, you know, when you go to plant a plot, the only thing you're going to want to plant in spring is corn, beans, or a uh, something that you're going to want to use, the Egyptian wheat, like our safe zone, which is basically a barrier. And you still want the ground temperature to be at a decent, you know, temperature for that. Um, but in the same token, um, I don't start planting, you know, worrying about planting until the middle of, of July. Okay. Um, the reasoning being is you're planting a garden vegetable. Lack of better word, that's what you're planting, is a garden vegetable. So the best way to tell everybody and the, the easiest way to tell everybody is this. Plant it, you know, so it's going to be prime. Right when you start hunting. Good point. Um, I get a lot of guys that want to plant in spring, and I, I tell them, don't do it. Um, that's just my opinion. But they like turnips as big as footballs. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's up to you. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I'm, but, you know, I'm all about 
palatability of the deer. What are they getting out of it? You know, how, how well are they growing? You know, um, I've worried about weed control. There's a lot of things that I really worry about. So right now we're just spraying. We're just kind of getting really going um, on a lot of our plots. Um, I try to have most of our plots done by, you know, first to the second week of August, uh, somewhere in there, depending upon your frost. When are you, you know, I got some places that don't get a killing frost until the end of October or even into November. Well, you know, you only need 60 days, especially if you have good ground. So, you know, if you get it in, you know, middle to the end of August, you know, you, you know, middle to the end of October, it's peaking and you still don't get a killing frost until, you know, end of October, you know, Halloween. Well, you know, you're golden. So, you know, a lot of times people overthink things and they shouldn't overthink things. Um, so I try to tell people, don't overthink it. Um, you know, but I worry about people with their pH. I have them do a soil test. I want to find out where their pH is that I want to do a good weed control. I want to make sure all of those things are where they need to be. And I do that. And it's been working out very well. So you, you went into like people overthinking and actually my next question, you, you basically touched on it. Soil tests. Are they necessary or do you think you can kind of get away with just doing like a throw and grow or just a simple till and getting away with it? Or is pH really that crucial? And uh, here's the deal. If 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 it was me, I want everything done right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it you know I always say you know I have and that's one of the first things I'll ask my customers when I talk to them. What's your pH at? Well, I don't know. Well, now you're poking and hoping. Hmm. Um, does it need lime? Does it not need lime? And if you put lime on this year, you're not going to get a benefit till next year. So, you know, I try to tell everybody this. I said our seed is phenomenal. It is. It, it is probably one of the best on the market. I know that. And I'm not being conceited. I just know that. But our seed is only as good as you do it. So if you don't do a weed control, if you don't check your pH, if you don't put fertilizer down, if you don't do any of those things, you know what? Will it grow? Might. Will it not? Probably not. Um, weeds will choke it out. Um, if it doesn't have any, you know, plants don't have anything to eat. It's, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, it's a struggle. You know, it just is. So for me personally, that's, you know, one thing that I really want to make sure that I emphasize on. Find out where your pH is. Cheap at, you know, listen, for 20 bucks to know where you're at, that's a no-brainer, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a 20 bucks. That's like a simple test kit that you can buy, right? And Well, we have them on our website. We work through AgSource. It's free to mail them in, and it's free okay. postage, and it's $18 a sample. Okay. And they will tell you exactly verbatim what that plot needs to grow that plant. Okay. And is that just one test? You, you think if you have, say, a two, three acre plot, um, are you taking some samples from multiple portions of that plot? Or are you just well, going out yeah, and taking I usually, them from one spot? Okay, so I have, I'll pull samples. like I'll pull five samples from a plot. So I'll do like one in the middle, one in each corner. I'll put them in a bucket. In other words, I take a one-inch pipe, three-quarter-inch pipe, pound it in the ground, you know, six inches, cap that in a bucket. I mix it all together really hard, and then I'll put it in a bag, and I'll send it off. Um, okay. So that is like, and it'll be like plot A. So I know that that plot that I pull samples out of plot A, I get the results back, and it might sit there and say, oh, it needs two ton of lime to the acre. All right, well, now I know that i got to put two ton on that plot. Um, you know, so, I mean, these are all things. Because if you don't, if your pH is way out of whack, your nutritional value going into your risk system for what you want to grow is not going to be there. It's just not going to be there. So you got to make sure you get your pH where it needs to be. So when you go to fertilize that you're, whatever you're growing is going to be able to eat up what you're trying to grow. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And let me just be upfront. I have no clue about <laughs> food plots or anything that's why we brought you on you're the guy to talk to so i'm just you guys you guys plan any at all i have never done it myself personally um i don't how have land, how much land do you hunt um well none of it really to the extent that i would see that i so with the exception of one about two acre area that a buddy of mine has he planted a big orchard on it he probably has like 60 to 80 trees on this um, that okay. he planted about eight to ten years ago. And he's put clover and stuff in it before. That would be the only real area I think that I would have any type of permission to go and plan on. Um, the other 
properties that I hunt, like I said, it's a farmer's filled with a lot of ag and little tree strips, and he does a lot of his own farming. Now, I have thought about in the past maybe using a portion of his, paying him for that portion of ground and planting in a food plot, but he's already got uh, 300 acres of corn, um, yeah, soybean, wheat, all kinds. I mean, he's got probably got five or six different things that he plants in different rows. Um, so okay. there's already a lot of food there, so I, that doesn't really benefit me. And then on the other end, a lot of what I hunt is public land. Gotcha. So, yeah, um, national forest. Kind of yeah. You know, public, yeah, I get it. I get it. Public land is very tough, but you know, um, you know, and I run into this exactly what you're talking about. I got a lot of acres, you know, a lot of guys got, well, I, you know, farmers got all kinds of grain and all kinds of stuff. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's gone, then what? Right. You know, then, then what? So in a winter, uh, after deer hunting and you're all done, um, you just sit there and ah, screw the deer, fend for yourself. Well, <laughs> and in, in, in all fairness, yeah, I get it, but I've learned through the years that if you can keep food sources on your property all year round, uh, guess what? They don't leave. Deer are very lazy. Um, if you give them everything they need to survive, they're not going anywhere. It's just that simple. Yeah. So if it was me personally, I always sit there and say, you know, you'd be surprised what just a couple acres does, especially later season or even like even early season. If you got a, if you got a, a, a bunch of brassicas, different, different varieties, whether it be a radish or whatever, or turnip or, or kale or collards or whatever, um, they will be in them hitting it. You want to know why? Because it's a diversity food. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'd be just no different than, you know what, listen, I don't care whatever your favorite food is. It could be steak, could be hamburgers, whatever. You can only eat that every day for so long, and then you're going to go crazy. All right? Um, you know, deer are no different. If you can give them variety, they're there during variety. Okay. And it works out great. Yeah, so that plays really right into the question that I was kind of leading up to because Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, we have a very similar within one um, of a deer population per square mile. I believe Pennsylvania's 34, Wisconsin's 33 per square mile. So how big of a plot do you think is necessary with high-density deer population in little small areas? Well, I always sit there and say a minimum of two acres. Okay. Um, but now here's a, here's the loaded, here's the loaded question. And I, and I run into this all the time. I had an old, an old saying, if you build it, they will come. Um, I have ran into where that can really turn into a nightmare because if you, if you go and sit there and you give them two acres, um, the first year might be great. You might have seven, eight, nine deer on there all the Mm -hmm. time. Then the next year you have twenty some. Then the year after that you got sixty some. <laughs> um, you know, um, and I've seen it over and over and over again. Deer are very they they, they have habits, and if they get trained something and they learn something, you know, and and I don't know, if, you know, if you guys hunt enough, you understand that you know you can have bucks. You know, you might not have them all summer on camera. And then all of a sudden, you know, winter comes or fall comes. Oh, there they are. Or, you know, they might summer by you and winter someplace else. Or, you know, and, 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 and you know, it, the moral of the story is you can keep food sources there. Then you got the women there. If you got the women there, then you got the men there. And that's just as easy as it goes. Yeah. So that would be bad news for the farmer that his sole purpose of letting me hunt there is to eliminate the deer populations. <laughs> well, but, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, the farmers hate deer. Yeah. You know, and, and I get it because it eats, you know, it chews up their, you know, it, it chews up their, their, their profits. Yeah. There's a lot and of crop damage it. for sure. And, and, you know, and I, and I get it, but in the same token, you know, you got, you know, and then, and then you run into this, well, I don't want to shoot a doe and I only want to shoot a buck and then I don't, you know, I don't want the meat or I don't want to eat the meat. And I'm not going to waste the doe and, you know, and whatever, you know, it, 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 it's hard. Yeah. But, you know, to be a conservationist, you have to eliminate some does. You've got to take them out. We know? have no problem doing that, man. <laughs> we are purely yeah. on your side. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I mean, I got places that guys won't shoot dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just won't. Yeah. Actually, that's a big thing here in Pennsylvania, Doug. A lot of guys, yeah. a lot of the old timers you run into, 
they swear by it. They actually go and buy out doe tags just because they think if they bought them, those are, that's that many less doe that someone else can kill in that area. And they are totally against killing does. And I just, I've never understood it. I've always been against it from day one. And you can see it in a lot of our areas. The population and the numbers, they just aren't right. There's, they're, the, the ratio is not right. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not, but you know, hey. Uh, you know, not my circus, not my monkeys, right? <laughs> We're uh, with you, man. That's right. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I run into these customers that plant our stuff and then they call them and they call and they'll be like, you know, man, I can't get nothing coming up. And I'll be like, not coming up. And, you know, and they tell me how they did. I'm like, oh man, how can it not be coming up? So, you know, and then sometimes I take pride in what we do and, you know, our company. So, you know, sometimes I'll drive an hour or two. Um, to go figure out what the heck is going wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So I get there and I look at it and I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, there's not a place on this dirt that doesn't have a deer track. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, you know, well, they, they wouldn't be eating it that fast. I said, um, I'll tell you what, you cage an area that's still growing, okay? And I said, let's see how big it gets, you know? Well, then about, you know, a month later, oh, my God, Doug, you know, it's almost 14 inches in a cage. And I said, yeah, well, <laughs> now you know that the deer are eating. Yep. You know, and, you know, what what can you tell them? The yeah. browse you know? pressure just crazy. I mean, so well, what kind of deer density is in an area like that that they can't get anything to grow? Well, you know, it could be anywhere from, you know, on an average, probably around 20 deer. You know, an average deer only you know, six to 14, sometimes even 18 pounds of green matter a day, depending on the size of the deer. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're ever bored sometime, just go grab, go in a hayfield and, and fill a five gallon bucket up with alfalfa and then go take that and go put that on a, on a scale and see what it weighs. You know, um, you know, you can fill a five gallon bucket up with green alfalfa and it might only be, you know, 15 pounds, you know, well, it doesn't seem like a lot, right? It's only five, but I'll tell you what, day after day after day, do the math. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it adds up, and so, that's one deer. You know, and deer, if they notice competition, they'll overeat because that's just the way they are. Um, so, you, you know, you know, deer are strong. You know, they're 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 an odd duck, but they're very simple. Um, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, we're the ones that educate the deer. You know, uh, and and you know, I always say to everybody, you know, and I get this, and I'm sure you guys have this all the time too. In the fall, you'll have deer on camera, deer on camera, deer on camera, and all of a sudden you go hunting, and man, there's less and less and less every time you go hunting, you know? Or they're at night, you know, that's usually what happens. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I don't wonder why that is, you know? Well, um, go look in the mirror. You know, you're the one that made them nocturnal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you know, you're, you are their threat. So they know that you are not out in the dark, so that's when they travel in the dark. You know, um, you know, deer got a sixth sense that's unbelievably amazing. Especially you get your four and a half year old, five and a half year old, you know, or your, or your those that are skyliners, you know. I mean, that's all, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's a, you know, they're, they're out there and we all know them, you know. Um, the, you know, I always sit there and say, if she blows, she dies, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, not, not, not such a bad, not such a bad thing at all. It really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Their ability and their will to survive is, uh, far none to a lot of other creatures that we're in the whitetail woods with. Um, uh, I mean, I, in this area, especially they, they survive and I, I'm, and even in your area, they survive some pretty crucial weather changes and, and really bad winters. And it's amazing that they come out on the other side. When you think about you don't even want to leave your house for two seconds in the weather and they're out in it you know, every minute of every day and, and they're surviving elements and they're surviving people and, and other threats. I, I mean, deer, deer in a way, like you said, they have that sixth sense. They have that ability to survive. Um, I don't know exactly how intelligent they are. Some of them I think are way more on a different level than others, just based on how much you educate them. Um, in certain areas like our area where it's really highly pressured, I think deer are a lot smarter. Um, I don't know why we got off on this tangent, but <laughs> just a, uh, I guess a fun topic to talk about. I've heard your comparison with the, uh, lamp in the living room, 
um, that you've you've said before, and I, I think it makes a lot of sense too. Well, I mean, you know, you know, as as you know, as hunters, you know, for me, you know, food plotting and mineral and growing deer is kind of a science yeah. um, to an extent, and but yet. You know, I always tell everybody this. It doesn't take much to attract a deer. It takes a lot more to grow a deer. Um, and, you know, and I got some customers that are into growing. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty blessed with them because they're not social media people, which is another bonus. Um, so, you know, I mean, we produce boatloads of booners a year. I think last year we had over 30 booners in the state of Wisconsin from our customers that I know of. Wow. Um, and I can't even share any of them because the customers they want to keep it to themselves. Yep. Um, and and how can you fault them, right? Yeah. How can you blame them? Um, I can't blame them. I wouldn't want to be telling anybody either. Yeah. You know. So you know what I mean? Because you know that that's the way it is nowadays. You know, it's such a dog eat dog world. You know, a guy has a goes to a farmer, he takes care of the farmer. He, you know, he leases the land, or the farmer lets him on. And then, you know, he shoots a giant, he goes and tells his buddies, the next year he goes to the farmer, hey, I, you know, I like to lease it again this year, can I hunt it? Oh, you know, this guy gave me four grand to come and hunt, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and they're, and he's like, what? Yeah, well, you know, you must have told somebody you shot a big one back here, huh? And I'm like, and he's like, oh boy, here we go, you know, and yeah. I've heard that story oodles of times already, you know, so, I mean... It, that's the way the world is, you know, I don't know. The world is greedy. It really is. But moral of the story, just keep high hole shut and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that kind of scenario happens around here a lot of the times. And just even if it's a piece of public, then everybody flocks to it. And, you know, the place kind of gets a little bit ruined. But speaking of growing deer, you know, I learned about you a few years ago on podcast and I actually bought some of your mineral, the Booner Max, because of a podcast I heard about. And guess what? The deer loved it. I actually <laughs> saw growth from it. Like, absolutely crazy. There was a deer I hunted for a few years. I called him Goon. And he loved the Booner Max <laughs> mineral. And he was he was absolutely what I said, a goon. Let's get into your mineral a little bit and talk about growing deer and growing Booners. Well, um, that is kind of to a science. Because um, I'm pretty blessed that I got to work with some people who own deer farms. Mm -hmm. um, I got to work with a deer biologist. Um, and I got to work with a couple other. And I did a little bit of, you know, as a farming background that I have, you know, you know, cattle mineral, you know, is good. And, and all minerals good. It, it, it really is. I mean, you know, you know, but ours is a little bit different because of what the probiotic that's in it. And it's got sea kelp in it, which actually lowers their blood temperature. You know, antlers grow from health. I, I can't overemphasize that. Antlers grow from health. So the healthier your deer are, the better, the bigger they're going to be. And, you know, it, it, like I said, it's if you can keep them content and you can give them everything that their rumen needs to break down food, you're winning. Um, so our mineral, we can't keep up selling it. Uh, it's been crazy this year, especially. Um, but now back to, you know, customers buy it and, you know, 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds. Some even buy it by the pallet by the time. You know, there's a fine line in the sand. Is it legal? Is it not illegal? Um, where can you use it? Where can you not use it? I don't ask them questions. That's none of my business. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what they do with it. I don't care what they do with it. Um, I always tell everybody you can find a spot that is, you know, where the deer are in transition near a water hole in a bedding area, you're winning. Yeah. Uh, it's just that simple. If you're not, you know, it, you know, it, it, but the deer need mineral because here's the, okay, here's, you know, here's the case scenario. You know, as a, as a human being, you know, when we crave something, it's because we're lacking something. Yeah. Okay. So deer don't have that they don't have that chance to go to, you know, to the pharmacy and grab some vitamins. They don't have that. So they're going to get that out of whatever they're eating. So now back to the food plots, if your food plots are good and healthy and you have your food plots fed well and they're green and they're lush, lush and they're growing really well and they eat really good, 
and and you know and that's more nutrition for the deer. So the more nutritional food source, along with a supplement, like like weightlifters take supplements that can help their stomach, help their rumen, and help them out health wise. They're winning. Yeah. So the more you can utilize that the deer, and you know, in our, in our, you know, and back to our Booner Max, it's very low in salt. So, um, you know, some of these you know, companies, they dump the salt to it. And, you know, salt in the mammal aren't a good, that ain't a good set. Okay. Uh, mammals shouldn't have a lot of salt. You know, I always say if deer has a lot of salt, you're going to make them really thirsty, lethargic, and, you know, you're, you're creating a heart problem. You know, because deer love salt, but they don't mm-hmm. need that much salt. So our mineral is based where they only eat it as they need it. If they're eating it, it's because they need it. And and that is the truth. In other words, they're not getting everything they can get out of the dirt or out of what they're eating. So they're going to be on it. And it and it supplements. They make them feel better. It, it's, you know, basically like, you know, a picker-upper for them. And that's a good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know when I used the Booner Max, it, I, I spoke specifically about that one buck, but I will tell you every deer in the area, it seemed like on my camera, it, it absolutely blew up. They were all in there and I kept pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. And eventually, you know, it was literally a crater in the ground. The deer were eating the dirt and, you know, you saying that they came because they needed it. I mean, those deer obviously did need it and it was great for the fawns. It was great for the does. It really seemed like the deer were very healthy that year. It was crazy. Oh, and, and I mean, it, you're, you you kind of hit on the on the on the main objective. You know, you want these does to get it as much as possible because either it's going to go into their fetus or it's going to go into their milk supply and it's going to feed them fawns. So you, your goal is to get these fawns off to a good start. Um. So and it works. You know. So it's been it, like I said, it's a good. Um. It, it's a it's a great mineral. Like I said, we sell lots of it. I got customers that send, I got guys sending me pictures right now and videos that I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I got a guy that's got a booner already and it's not even done growing. Yeah. Um, you really? know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in, and they're impressed, you know, and they're, you know, and I, I get that testimonial a lot. Oh my God, dog. I, you know, I thought mineral was mineral and I'm like, not really. Um, you know, um, you know, and I don't, I don't really say too much about it because honestly, I really don't have to. It sells itself because I'm not in the mineral business, but I'm a farmer by trade. So it goes back down to full nutritional value of what they're going to consume, whether it be mineral, whether it be food sources, you know, it's all consumption. In other words, all goes into their gut, which means all going to get digested, which means all going to go back to growing your deer. So, you know, it, it, it's the, it's the full circle of what you're trying to accomplish because it ain't just about killing the deer. It's about keeping the deer on your property and watching them grow. And that's what it's all about to me. Right. So from a newbie aspect, um, when, and say I go out and buy a 50 pound bag of your Booner Max, um, what time of year should I be putting this out? Um, how frequent? Round. Okay. So this is something that's good for them all year round. I mean, I know all it's good for them in their growing season. And like you said, when they're having fawns and especially that time of year and maybe even to survive the winter months. So you're saying all year round, just keep giving it to them. All year round. Deer need mineral all year round. Okay. And I run into that all the time. I get a. <laughs> You know, I get guys that come in and call, hey, uh, can I get some mineral? I got to grow some deer. And I'm like, dude, um, is the velvet off of them? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> hey, you kind of missed the boat. <laughs> um, you know, and they'll be like, well, well, when do you give it to them? I says, man, you, you want to give them a Christmas gift? Start at Christmas. Yeah. You know, because uh, here's the deal. After they're done with their secondary rut, they are run down. And how is a buck gonna, you know, and they're gonna drop their antlers and they need to re, they need to replenish, revitalize. They need all of that. And the only way they're gonna do that is by you giving them mineral. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. What about winter plots? Uh, what, what would you suggest for a winter plot for a late season? Something to get them through the winter and, and help them, um, get well, that food back source? To, you know, um, you, you want to grow as big of groceries as possible because, of the snow and also yep. i mean you know listen beans are are good feed for the winter they really are protein gives them energy corn is phenomenal you know uh you can get corn anywhere but i mean you know corn is you know it's harder on your stomach 
but it gives them a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of BTUs in corn. But as far as greens, see deer, you know, back to winners, you know, deer are browsers. So they're they're pickers. So they're picking buds and they're picking this and they're picking seeds. And if you can get some greens, like a food plot that's green and it's it gets plush, and in the fall, they will come and they will dig for them radishes, they will dig for them turnips, they'll dig for them sugar beets, because that's all a food source. You know, so anything that you can put in that you can get some decent distance on it, some decent height on it, you're going to be good. Awesome. Awesome. So moving into a little bit different direction, Doug, let's get into some of your products. What what do we got going on here? Say, say a guy from Pennsylvania wants to get into food plotting. Give me like your basic rundown. Say he has a farm. There's some, there's some frontage where people can see the deer from the road. Let's go from there. You got your cover stuff, everything. Let's let's get into that a little bit. Well, I mean, um, our safe zone is is a, a blend that we use, you know, that we put so it's like a screen, mm-hmm. you know, so people can't see your deer, um, you know, can't spook them. Um, but my main thing is, you know, if you're starting out, you know, I tell people we got to find out where your pH is, you know, emphasis on that, which I keep talking about. But then I do a good weed kill. Our sweet frost blend is. I can grow that on my driveway with water, okay? <laughs> um, and that is no lie. I got a can of Roundup. I mean, uh, you know, spray a Roundup right in the warehouse because when I sweep out the floor every rain, here it's coming. Um, <laughs> it's just like a chia pet. Um, it is what it is. Um, so I can, you know, so that I always tell everybody, if you can't grow that quick, uh, because you, you, you can't grow anything. Um, so I, I start out with that. Um, tank is a very good blend. That's a, that's an annual, and it produces a lot of tonnage, and as well as dead zone, produce a lot, a lot of tonnage. Now I'm back into growing deer. You know, that's what I always emphasize on. I like to have clover and alfalfa back in the spring if I can. So the, between the big racks and uh, tagged out, either one of them are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, if you're more into alfalfa, you want to go tagged out. If you're more into clover, you want to go big racks. Um, but I'm all about what's coming back in the spring and what can they eat, you know, because otherwise, you know, I get, you know, I get this back to, you know, in logic, you know, of people, they'll be like, well, Hey, uh, you know, the farmer's going to be planting this spring. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Now, when does it start growing? You know, <laughs> well, June. Okay. So now you missed from March to June. So you, you know, you, you, you missed some crucial months. That the deer should have been eating protein and, and we're helping its antlers, helping its does, you know, in the womb, helping it produce milk. You missed all of that. So, you know, those products, you know, you got to think outside the box. Um, that's why I like them. And even if you're going to go and kill them and flow them in in the fall, who cares? So be it. Yeah. You at least got them something you can cut it during the summer. Um, and you'll be golden. You know, it's a food source. Okay. Yeah. I can dig that, man. So now you said you had the alfalfa and the clover blend. Do you have to mow alfalfa like you have to mow clover? Yeah. Well, here's here's a little food for thought. A little, like you say, rule of thumb. Okay. If you go out in your plot and you see flowers, yeah, cut it. Okay. Because once a plant gets to blow the bloom, protein all went into the flower to produce the seed, and now you got woody plants. So. You know, it's just like alfalfa. You cut, you know, they cut two, three cops a year off of alfalfa. You know, well, why is that? Because, you know, like right now, I, I'm, you know, I'm staring outside looking at my alfalfa field and it's all blossomed out. Great for the bees, but um, the quality of the protein is going down every day. Now, it's hard to sit there and make hay when it's raining every other day. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know. You kind of got to give one to get another, you know, but it's no different with deer. I, I go in and I'll, I'll, I'll mow it, you know, twice a year clover and it keeps bothering out and getting sicker. Clover is a great food source, a phenomenal food source, but you know, back into the fall, like what you guys are talking about, you know, in the fall, they need carbs. That's yeah. what they're looking for. They need carbs. So, um, it, you know, it, me personally, that's how you get carbs. You got to give them carbs in the fall. Um, you know, proteins in the summer, carbs in the fall. Just that simple. Yeah, I think a lot of guys in our area, they miss out on, on the information because they think, um, you know, especially in our area, we mentioned before that, 
you know, we're in a very uh, rolling hills agricultural area. So we have a lot of corn, a lot of beans, but I mean, the farmers are trying to make a living. They're, they're picking those uh, somewhere around typically the middle of our archery season. So a lot right. of guys think because there's been corn and there's been beans up, that that's a sufficient food source for deer. Um, I guess they could use some schooling on, you know, the benefits of food plots and, and everything that we've kind of covered today. And that's another reason why we wanted to bring you on is to kind of educate the people in our area that are kind of banking on the, the thought that, well, there's corn, there's a lot of food here because there's a lot of corn, there's a lot of beans for the deer. But well, you would suggest otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I, me personally, um, you know, as a farmer, you know, I leave, I leave corn for my deer. Don't bother me at all. I mean, I, you know, that, you know, that few hundred dollars that, you know, it's a few hundred dollars, but I enjoy making sure that the deer get through the winter. I, I just do. Um, you know, everybody's different, but I, I personally enjoy it. I enjoy watching the deer. You know, I, you know, there's a lot of times, I go and I, I'll go sit in the evenings and I won't even take a weapon with me. Don't even care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just tell my son to come pick me up when it's dark. So that way I'm not bumping anything when, you know, uh, so I don't bump anything when I'm leaving, but I like counting. I like watching. I like seeing how they eat turnips, I like watching how they dig for radishes. I like to see how, what, you know, what's their plan of attack. And you, you can learn a lot from deer by if you're around them enough, you know. Um, so, you know, I don't think that, you know, every year I always tell everybody this and it's a true story. When the fall comes, I don't even have to get in a tree because I have our customers send me so many cool testimonials, pictures, you know, Hey Doug, man, you helped me with my food plot, made my, look at what my son shot or man, look at the buck I shot or, you know, um, I, you know, I had a customer a couple of years ago, he shot three 200s in one year. <laughs> <laughs> off of his property. Now, oh, now, I mean, that's, it's almost like unheard of, right? And it is. And this <laughs> isn't even a pen. This is off a of fair chase ground. I helped <laughs> Unbelievable. Him, I helped him set up his property. You know, just went up and helped with his food plots and how to do it. You know, and, and he, you know, now mind you, he owns 600 acres. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, and, I'll, and I mean, that's a lot, right? Still. That's a lot. Yeah. Still. But still three over 200 inches it was stupid you know but <laughs> yeah that you know he's got more sense. money than christ so you know <laughs> you know money was no object and he wanted everything done exactly the way he wanted to but then again he told me this right out he says you know how many licenses i would have to buy and how many traveling i would have to do yep. to do this and he said you know what i did it on my own you know and he did i taught him what he you know how to plant where to plant when to plant and he did good you know, and he, like I said, spare no expense. Soil testing, no expense. Did it, you know. The line, do whatever it needed, put it down. You know, fertilizer, whatever it needed, put it down. You know, and I mean, and I get it. Not everybody's got it, and, you know, endless pocketbook, and I respect that. But you know what? I got also kids that are in high school that I help educate on how to plant a food plot. And, and cheaply. You know, you, you know, you don't have to sit there. You don't have to have big equipment and big tillers and big everything. You don't need all of that. You know, sometimes you overthink it, you know, and I mean, you know, if you got a good weed, I always love it. You got a sprayer and a, and a roller, um, and man, a living, you can do almost everything, you know, um, you really can. Now, is it going to look like it does on TV? Yeah, maybe not, but do you think the deer care? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, well, who cares? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, for fair you chase. Know, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm all about. It's just about educating and helping. Yeah. Um, you know, I help customers and about I think we ship seeds over 20 some states. So, wow. you know, it, it's crazy as it, as it sounds and as it seems, but you know, like I say, we're we're blessed. I, I enjoy doing it, and as long as people enjoy doing it, that's all I care about. Hey, I'm right there with you, and you know. I, I do like the fact that you threw in there, like, you got, you don't have to have an endless supply of, of money coming in. You don't have to be a Fortune 500 company owner to get into this. You're helping <laughs> high school kids get into it with hand tools and yeah. just, you know, getting out there and actually putting in some hard work and, and getting it done. And I, I appreciate that, that style of, of customer service and that business plan. That's, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah. you know, like I said, the, the, the world is just, 
I'll tell you what, the hunting industry, I mean, and I don't care if people, it just pisses people off anymore. It's a joke. <laughs> it, 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 it's a joke. You know, we have gotten so far away from where it used to be to really where it should be. You know, now everybody's all worried about, you know, forgive me for saying this, too many men have little dick syndrome. And, <laughs> and, and, it, and it really bothers me because when did, when did everybody become a competition with everybody else? Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I grew up and I mean, and I just grew up hunting with my dad and I grew up, you know, and it was, it wasn't fun. Um, but it, 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 it helped me to respect and to earn and learn what mother nature is all about. It, you know, sitting in a Wisconsin, I mean, I, you know, I'll, I never forget this like yesterday. Uh, my dad, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, the, the irony, my dad, he believed that, you know, you sit high in a tree <laughs> for gun season. Um, and I wasn't what you really wanted to call. Um, I don't like heights. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, to make your dad proud, you do what you got to do. And I remember, I'll never forget this. It's like yesterday I was sitting, I was probably 17 years old and I'm sitting 20 some feet in a popple tree on a, on a, on a board that he nailed in. Okay. <laughs> without a safety harness with minus two degrees wind chills. Wow. And I sat there for six hours and without a heater, without a hand warmer without anything and you know what how in the i'm sitting and i'm thinking back what the heck was i thinking <laughs> but you know back in those days you didn't even think about luxuries you didn't think about sitting in you know redneck blinds or shadow hunter blinds or you know all of these fancy blinds that are mm -hmm. out there in radics or whatever which are just unbelievably good blinds now but you know we made it too cushy everything is cushy yeah. You know, and, and these kids, I mean, I'm sorry, they're spoiled rotten. Yeah. You know, we never had, we never had a youth season. And I know some guys are like, oh man, you're just jealous. I'm like, what am I jealous of? What am I jealous of? What, 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 you know, it, it's kind of like your kid gets a car, your kid gets his driver's license and you buy him a brand new car. <laughs> you know, where, where is there, where is there working your way up? Where is there, you're earning it? You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I got a customer, his son, son, mind you, son, I, he's still in high school, still in high school. He shot five booners already. Wow, oh, man. Come five on. Booners. Five booners he shot already. Uh, and um, I, I wouldn't no, be surprised you, if that kid gets out of hunting, I'll be honest, because what, what does he well, really have I, to look and forward you know to? What? And you know what? And, and I, you know, I won't, I, you know, I won't, I, I won't say anything cause I just, you know, I, but I'm just kind of like, where did he earn it? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, cause you know what, if you, it, I mean, I am, you know, I'm 52 years old and I have yet, I've seen a booner. All right. Uh, on the hoof once. Okay. Um, let alone shoot that many you know and i just get to the point where i'm over it you know uh, and and so getting back to where i started I, like i said i sit in my blind in my stand wherever i am and i get the text messages i get the calls and here's a great story <clears throat> this happened two years ago i'm in a blind in illinois hunting you know i have my ringer off i have my vibrator on and i'm in a shadow hunter blind nice and quiet beautiful all right and I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying life. I'm just enjoying life. I'm, I'm peacefulness. It's great. My phone's buzzing. I look, it's one of my customers. And, and uh, most of my customers, we get to be, do stuff together enough that we become friends. I mean, it's just how I am. It's old farmer adage of mine, you know? Yeah. So anyways, he keeps trying, you know, also my phone's ringing. It's buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And I, you know, let it go into voicemail. He doesn't leave voicemail. Tries calling back again. After the fourth time, I, you know, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. I, I better answer because this has got to be serious, right? Yeah. Got to be. Serious. So I answered. I'm like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And I says, is "Are you okay?" He goes, "Oh," and I mean, the guy is like hyperventilating. <laughs> and I'm like, "You know, are, you know, calm down. Are you okay? Did you hurt yourself?" And you know, I, 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 you know, I'm sitting in a blind trying to whisper. Okay, 
And uh, he said, I just shot the biggest buck of my life. And he told me the name of the buck, and I knew the buck because he'd been sending me pictures all fall of it and from the year before and how much it grew. And the whole, I mean, he, the guy is just, I mean, he's just, he's hes going bat crap crazy. All right. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, you know, and I, and I said, you know, hey, Paul, I am so happy for you. I really am. What did your wife say? You know? And, and, and he said, are you kidding me? I didn't call anybody else yet. You're the first person I call because if it wasn't for you, I would have never killed him. I'd never go. And he's just going, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> calm down and, and, and go, go get your wife and give her a hug. <laughs> because I know you spent a lot of her Christmas money on your, on that buck right there. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and I know a mount, a shoulder mount isn't going to be cheap, you know, and I mean, you know, so those things to me mean a lot to me. So. You know, if I, you know, if I can put a smile on a kid's face or a smile on, you know, a grandfather's face or a little girl's face or an adult face, I don't care. If they're happy with something I've done, I call that just a victory. So I go hunt for myself. I don't, I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm in competition with myself, like my wife says, because I pass on bucks and my wife says, you're an idiot. (laughs) Oh, and I, I just like, you know what? He's a beautiful deer. But you know what? He'll probably make somebody extremely happy or he makes it till the next year and then he'll make me extremely happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and I, I've had that on my farm. I've had that here on my farm. I had a buck that I passed on. I, I and I actually I took a video of it and I, sh- I, I came in the house and I showed my wife and she's like, you're, you're, you're stupid. You gotta be kidding. Why would you? I said, you know what? He, he listen, it's after Christmas. There's nobody else hunting. He'll make it. He'll make it. Unless the wolves or the coyotes get him, he'll make it. Sure enough, he made it. Seen him on them, you know, seen him the next year on camera. And I'm like, whoo, whoo. He's pushing 160 some. Um, so I'm glad I let him go, right? Yeah. You know, so got the gun season, you know, after gun season, I didn't hear anybody killing him. I'm like, I'm waiting on camera. He'll usually shows up around December 15th. That's usually when he comes back. Nothing, 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 nothing. And another friend of mine stopped in and uh, he says, are you going up on? I said, yeah. I said, I'm looking for Longbrow. I said, he didn't show back up yet as soon as he does. And then he says, you got a picture of him? I said, yeah. So I said, showed him a picture. He goes, oh, he's dead. Oh, no. I said, what? Oh, yeah, he's dead. Um, You know, guy up the road here shot him. I said, are you kidding me? He said, no, he shot him. And then to top it off, his dad shot the other target hawk. So, you know, so salt on the wound. And you know what? Hey, listen, I actually messaged him and I said, Hey, I, I hear you shot a good one. He, and his message back to me, are you mad at me? And I said, why, <laughs> why would I be mad at you? Isn't that the shame in society you today? Know, like I you said, said, why would I be mad at you? I, I honestly, I am happy for you. I do not have any sheds of his. If I did, I would share them, but I'm going to share. I got him at two and a half, three and a half, and at four and a half. I got all of his pictures, videos. I did, And I, I said, I'm going to blow up your phone because they're all coming. <laughs> and I said, this is his past. And he, and he sent me back. He's like, oh, my God, thank you. Wow. And I just said, hey, you know, he goes with the deer. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. So, I mean, and that's, you know, hey, and that's hunting, you know, I, and you know what? They both got shot chasing does, you know? So I always tell everybody in my seminars, two things to get a big buck killed. His gut or his dick, one or the other. <laughs> and and that is God's honest truth. Very few are going to get shot getting chased. They do get chased by, you know, by humans. But, I mean, on an average, your big, big booner deer get shot either chasing a doe or coming out to get their gut filled up, one or the other. Isn't that the truth, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That now, is awesome. Doug, before we let you go, I have one more situation because I was just thinking about a couple buddies of mine that um, have property up north Pennsylvania in the big woods, and they've been okay. thinking about clearing out some land. Now, up there, it's big woods, no ag, really. There, I mean, there's an ag for miles, and they want to clear about five, six acres out and put a plot okay. in. So, what would you suggest... As far as product up there now, high, high deer density numbers. And again, their food sources are pretty much limited to browse. So what do you think? Okay. 
Well, here's how here's how I tackle that. If it's going to be a brand new plot, it and, is. Yep. I, and and I am I'm going to want to start conditioning that plot. I will go and and, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I do this a lot. I pick up winter rye or winter wheat is fine too. Um, I you know get my pH, I get my lime down, and I dump a lot because you're not going to want to harvest it. Okay. So what I will do is I'll probably put at least 50 to 80 pounds of seed to the acre. Wow. Um, okay. Now here's where I'm doing with that. I am building up that soil. So when it gets green the next year and it gets about knee high, I plow that back in as a manure crop. Okay. Okay. But I'll also cage it to see how the deer are eating it, you know, um, because it's, 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 it's really a game and you got to find out how much you're going to go through a food source. Um, so if you can take there and you can get them where they're eating on that and you know how much they're eating on that, then you can start putting brassicas in like the tank and stuff like that. You still have to plant it early, you know, because you got to let it get some growth on it, um, before the winter comes, you know, because if you got, like I said, if you got a bunch of deer, man, they're going to mow that right down, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, little little food for thought on that. Okay. I appreciate that. No, that's fantastic information, Doug. We really appreciate you coming on, man. For right, people well, who don't know who you are, where to find you, can you let them know where they can find you on social media, website, how they can order the, the seed, everything? Okay. Well, we our website is hornybuckseed.com, um, and we have hornybuckseed on Facebook as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty blessed. I got a, a quite a crew of people that kind of go on and do the, you know, most of the social media stuff. I get on whenever I can. Um, it's hard for me because I kind of post and run. Ah, I just don't have a lot of time. Uh, sometimes in between plots or in between customers, I'll go check things, different things because my phone keeps to blow up. But, um, yeah, if you need anything, you know, like I said, honeybugseed.com. Yeah, it, it, like we've been, it's it's growing. No pun intended. Uh, it seems like every year, and I thought this year with the COVID, it would slow down. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> uh, um, it's just been, it's been. But I, I, like I said, I'm blessed. It's better to be busy than not busy. So, um, and I think a lot of customers come back because um, we help them. We help. Um, they don't get that luxury. Yeah. So we, you know, we've been pretty fortunate that way. So that's been kind of cool, you know. But it's been good. It's you know. You know, you know, we've been blessed. Like I said, the Lord takes care of us, and I, I'm pretty blessed where I'm at, and I'm happy, content doing what I'm doing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, God bless you, Doug. I, I again, we greatly appreciate you coming on, and and we're glad to hear for your success and um, that things are going really well, especially in these times, because I know a lot of people are probably struggling. So I'm I'm oh, very glad I, to hear you're doing good. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are really hurt. Yeah. I mean, they really are, you know, and um. Hopefully, you know, the roll of pot of it. That's all I can say. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And we got to make the best of it. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate having me on. I really do. Thanks, Absolutely. Doug. Well, a huge shout out to Doug for coming on the podcast. Doug, you're the man. Thank you for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule of farming, tilling fields, planting food plots. Guy jumped off a tractor and came right on the phone with us. So. Literally. he, <laughs> Dude, you're a badass. I'm just going to say that right now. Everybody, go check him out. Go check out Horny Buck Seed Company. Check him out on their website, their, their social media. If you want to get some mineral out, we still got some time. Get that out. If you want to plant a food plot, now's send, the time. Get your soil test going, guys. Yep. Get that going. Get your food plots in. He is a resource. Use him as a resource if, if this is something that you're even remotely interested in. Also, head over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. It would be so greatly appreciated. Yeah. We love you guys for listening to us every week, and it, it still continuously blows my mind. But Yeah, especially as we get back into the flow of things, we could really appreciate that uh, that five-star rating in the, in the review on iTunes. That helps, and it lets us go a long ways. So, And don't be afraid to share us across your platforms as well. Um, we're more than happy also to shout out anything that's going on. Um, with that, I do have to shout out one thing because if you remember Austin, we were reached out to by, uh, what's the name? Chris Krantz, I believe his yeah. name is. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Chris reached out to us because he has a little area north of us 
um, in which they are typically doing an annual shoot. And this year it looks like because of COVID and everything that the participation might be down. Yeah. So he sent forth the information. It's Conneaut Creek Outfitters. And if you guys are interested in doing a shoot, or if you're interested in just joining a league up north, I think he's near Erie. Just I mean, Conneaut. So, Conneaut Creek. I'm guessing they're somewhere. Uh, Cranesville is the address on here. But I want you to reach out to Bill McCain. Um, he gave me his card here. Reach out to him and just let him know either, hey, I'm interested in the shoot or I'm interested in a league. They do 3D leagues, indoor, outdoor, pretty much all year round. So, it sounds like a good gig. And Chris asked us to shout him out, and I'd be more than happy to do that. So look up Conneaut Creek Outfitters. Reach out to Bill McCain. Um, should I give him the phone number? Yeah, give him phone no. number. You know, how, how about the how about the office phone number? The office phone number is eight one four seven five six three zero two four. So go ahead and reach out to him. Give him a call and just say, hey, um, we're interested in the shoot. What are the details? And go from there. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. All right, guys. Well, you guys know where to find us: social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Twitter every once in a while go wild. I tweeted, I think. Again. <laughs> Dude, you're on fire with the I'm Twitter, I guess. Two in a month. <laughs> Two in a month. Oh, man. <laughs> those numbers. Oh. Lighten the world off. You got to get those up. Those are rookie numbers, son. All right. You're right. <laughs> Tweet right now. <laughs> That's okay. But, you know, guys, you can always send us an email. I just wanted to throw that in there. It's funny. Sometimes people actually do send me emails when I say that. The Whitetail Distraction Podcast at gmail.com. That's it, man. Hit us up. That's it. All right, guys. Well, until next week. The distraction is real. Distraction is real.